Hello, and welcome to Divisive Issues, the foul-mouthed, spoiler-filled comic book podcast where usually two fans and two non-fans discuss controversial and noteworthy comic books, but if you've listened to last episode as well, we are in the middle of some manga. We're talking about Bleach. Bleach I'm Ryan. I'm Sly. I'm Phil. And I'm Daryl. So, Daryl, you have once again curated a block of Bleach for us. Yeah, and this one was a lot more intense than the other one, because the other one's like, I just got to go through like 70 chapters and stuff, whereas this one's uh, over 100, and there's there's a lot to like, a lot of things I need to pick out, because it gets more complicated as like the, the story goes on, because before it's it's pretty much like a, a slice of life, like a monster by the week manga or experience where it's like oh look Ichigo's gonna fight this guy or Ichigo's gonna fight this guy now you you have them in one setting the entire time with uh, a whole bunch of friends that all go in different directions and all the villains are doing their own thing so it was pretty tough Mm -hmm. you know gathering all these together into one thing and because of that it's gonna be a pretty long episode so strap yourselves in yeah it's it's interesting how every single manga I've at least shown them I've read uh, has that kind of set up where it's like one of them stories for the early parts and a lot of times a very different format like Yu-Gi-Oh! was about uh, serial killer Dragon mm-hmm. Ball was more like fantastical stuff but as it goes on the stories get more and more stretched out and they usually just go into more stereotypical shonen style mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I know that we are going to be cherry picking things but if somebody was refreshing their memory of Bleach Daryl what chapters are we going from into in here uh, we're going from basically around 69 <laughs> <laughs> chapter 69 20 all the way <laughs> to chapter about 178 I believe or 176 is there a <sighs> colloquial name for this arc so this is one of the difficult things is that actually each arc is spread up into like it's sub arcs and stuff. And I forget if the sub arcs are called arcs and then this is called like, I don't know, like a thematic group or whatever. Basically, mm. this is the Soul Society arc. This is what we're going to call this. Man, Daryl, you're such a hypocrite. <laughs> Every time like we do comic stuff and somebody asks and you ask us a simple question and we're like, well, actually it's got, and then you're like, oh, this is the worst. And then you're like, well, there's six sub arcs that make up. Like, okay. I think the sub arc stuff is like, it's a, it's a nice way to be like, this is during this like section to this section, but this is, this is all set in one place. So it's all the soul society arc. I feel like yeah. that's what should be called. It's just it's just one of those things that I find really funny because whenever someone is in a fandom, mm-hmm. them talking about it is always like so complicated because they don't want to give you wrong information, so yes. they like have to put those caveats. Yeah, people yell at you yeah. and be like, "You give them the wrong information. This isn't how we refer to it." Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I'm like, but this is what it should be. But yeah. <laughs> so basically, uh, listen to our first episode if you haven't. But if you have and you forgot everything that happened, the refreshers that Ichigo is hunting. Uh, demon people he got his powers from this soul reaper named Rukia and she's been captured by these two guys Byakuya her older brother he has like these cool beads in his hair and Renji her childhood friend who has a big visor over his head and one thing I want to mention very briefly too is just a couple days ago if you're a patron our October patron episode came out on the first Mm -hmm. and that 
I guess that was last week, but whatever. But that was the we covered the Netflix live action movie, the that, live action Bleach movie. Yes, yeah. yes. It does. We don't go into as much detail, but if you've listened to the old episode and want just a quick refresher, it kind of covers the same kind of plot as the first episode. It covers yep. stuff we skipped when we covered the manga too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The gr- the Grand Fisher thing for all you pros, all yeah. you Bleach pros. <laughs> All right. I'm done interrupting. Yep. Ichigo is going into the Soul Society, which is basically like heaven, to go get Rukia back because she's been arrested for like soul crimes, soul felonies, (laughs) because she gave her powers to Ichigo and did some other stuff. And he is going along with three of his friends. There's Chad. He's half Mexican, half Japanese. He's got this big like racing track fist that punches through walls. Uh,. Ishida Uryu, who is a Quincy, he's an archer. This, this, this doesn't matter at all. It's like, these characters do nothing in this fucking story. It doesn't, but they keep popping up, so I'm like, yeah, I need this, to This is me you. trying to point out, like, my, oh, here's Whirlwind, or here's this character. He's my favorite yeah. character, and it doesn't yeah. matter the fuck about all. Well, both, both on the episodes that we've done so far and in our Discord, I have heard Daryl... Just the love that you have for Chad is so great. I do. He's such a great character. And he has like some moments in this, but I had to skip all of them because again, like Sly said, it's, it's not important, but they're the best moments, which is a shame. And the last person coming with them is Ichigo's pretty much like quote unquote girlfriend. It's the girl that really likes him or Hime. So here's a question I'm going to ask many times this episode. Who is this character? Because there's, there's a cat talking with them. Good. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I'm God glad we're getting into this. Um, when Ichigo went, he trained with Mr. Hat and Clogs, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's who he trained with. Everyone else trained with this cat, Mr. Yoruichi. And so he's Mr. Popo to Mr. Hat and Clogs. A, a oh. bit. He is like a, he's like, but the thing is like, Mr. Popo is an underling, whereas Yoruichi is like a direct like comparison where it's like, you can get trained by Mr. Hat and Clogs or by Mr. Yoruichi. Oh, how do you how do you hate comics? I hate you, Daryl. <laughs> they're like, oh, they're either trained by this guy who is called Hat and Clogs because he wears a hat He's and not, clogs or right, a it's Urahara Kisuke. Do you want me to say Urahara Kisuke every time? No, but or? it's just like it's one of those that you're like, oh, it's just a talking cat. It's fine. And then we're like this guy shrinks and you're like, "Duh, oh, he can't do this. He's so dumb." <laughs> now he's a talking cat. He's a talking cat equivalent to a master martial artist <laughs> and a master trainer. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I just accept these things. That's fair. These are all fair uh, complaints about me. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Yoruchi says that... Uh, spoilers, Yoruchi's a woman. It's like cloaked as a, a male in the beginning, but it's done this way. So when Yoruchi transforms from a cat into a woman, she can be naked and it's like, what? You d- you're surprised I have boobs and all that stuff. But she... Cool. I'm cool, excited to miss that scene. It sounds great. Yeah, she's like, like a lot of female characters in this series. She's there for titillation and th- that's largely it. Oh, and I feel I feel bad for Phil last episode. He said, "Oh, I remember he's from hentai," and he got and I and I said <laughs> off air, "I do too." I I, I don't think I said it during the episode. Okay, no, you was, didn't. You didn't. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Phil, because you bitched, I left you hanging. Okay, right, I guess uh, I was off air, left you hanging. Okay. Yeah, cut that out. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I do care. <laughs> anyway. anyway. <laughs> So all these people, the cat Yoruichi comes with them. Um, so like with Mr. Hat and Clogs, Yoruharukiuske, I'm gonna be referring to these people by silly names because there are so many goddamn names in this, and yeah. a lot of people have first and last names that they will be referred to by both. Like for instance, the Quincy that's with them, the Archer, he gets called Uryo, his first name a lot, and he gets called Ashita, his last name a lot. So I often like interchange them because the whole cast does. And this happens a lot with that, the whole cast. And so I'm like, I'm going to be basically taking their most distinguishing features unless they have a cool name. 
I, I okay. would just be like the Quincy, just call him the Quincy. I think we all know Chad at this point. The cat. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Like just yeah. whatever whatever makes it memorable because I'm not gonna remember all these fucking names. Yeah, otherwise I'm gonna be next to useless in this episode because I don't yeah. I, I barely even know Ichiko's <laughs> name. <laughs> That's a fair point. And Sly already forgot. I, I, I was name. pushing for calling him strawberry as a way to remember <laughs> Anyway, so what happens is they Mr. Hank Cloggs opens up like a teleporter and they go through there and they end up within the Soul Society and there's this cool map that gets included, which is a big reason why I included this, where it shows you like there's outside of heaven, it's it's pretty much it looks like feudal Japan. It's the poor district, the Rukong guy, which is where like everyone else hangs out. Then inside like this these big walls is the Serate, which is where all the rich people get to live and stuff. And all like the official Soul Society people. And there's four mm. gates into it, and Ichigo and truly is, a heaven. <laughs> yeah, th- which which is one of the, like the interesting things going through this is like Ichigo spends some time out here, and they're like, we're all poor, like this is pretty terrible, but we try and make the most of our life. And you get to a point where you're like, heaven kind of sucks. Like yeah. it hires really terrible people, and the conditions are really like poor out here. And that's a that's a really cool concept of like heaven still being like a, a society with the same societal limitations and yes. boundaries that like modern day does. Yeah, which I think again is like it's less of a judo Christian Western concept where it's mm. like everything's supposed to be perfect, and it's more like it's another plane of life that you live in pretty much forever here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're at this gate, and then this big guy shows up with these big. He has this big axe in his hand. He's Jindabo. He's here to protect the gate. And this, I think, they call a giant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so we can just call him the, the giant. And he's he's pretty much here. Eye candy. You get to see his nips. Yeah, he's here to be the first barrier to the friends because they've all been training. So everyone has their own like secret moves now that they're gonna bring into battle. And Ichigo's the first one that gets to show it off. So uh, he goes in to fight this guy one on one, and he pulls out like his new big. Because if you remember, his sword broke before. And what had to happen is Mr. Hattenclogs trained him so that he was using his own powers rather than Rukia's powers. So his sword changes shape to, like, what it would be, which is, looks like uh-huh. like a giant, like, knife. And Jindabo is, like, just this really big, I mean, the giant is just this really big strong guy. It's like, ha, ah, no one can, like, withstand my attacks. Well, and only he- two people ever have not gotten killed by my first attack. Yeah, and Ichigo, like, blocks the first one. He also one. makes a lot of good jokes. Like, he keeps saying, you people have bad manners. You must be from the country. Cities have rules. Wash your hands when you go inside and don't eat things off the floor. And three, only two people to a tool. And he, he starts, like, slamming his axe down into this, this giant thing, but Ichigo, like, blocks it with his little tiny... His knife isn't small, but small compared to the axe. And just and, to clarify, the, the, uh, what's, uh, when he says two people, two people to a duel, like this is the setup for most of what we've read anyway. It's going to be one. As you go fighting a guy, everyone's watching, cheering him on. It's it's fucking Yu-Gi-Oh where everyone's watching. <laughs> but at least they give a reason for it, and it's not just like like I feel like in a lot of shonen, it just always no. becomes that because of ego. So so it's it's a bit different because most what's going to happen is after this. Uh, Ichigo's friends and him are going to split up, and the only people Ichigo is going to get to tag along with him are not fighters. Mm. So that's why they kind of just stand so by. They, and watch. So they, I think, I feel like they go to more lengths here to justify why it's just one v ones. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say this is, the, of... this is the only fight where they just watch Ichigo. Yeah, yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh does that too. They have the, the group gets split up and they have duels. Yeah. With oh, okay. Every fucking, I feel like a lot of mangas do this. But I, well, I, but... Dragon Ball is the only one where they literally would just watch and be like, yes. Goku, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, it was like the first, so they, they didn't know what to do with, with the yeah, 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 characters. Yeah. yeah. Also, like his friends do want to help him, but he like he damages the battlefield such that it creates rocks just around them to make like a duel arena. Mm. 
So Ichigo fights this guy, and this guy uses like this spe- this special ten strike festival move where he attacks uh, is, ten times. This is my one of my favorite things of just in shonen in general is that everyone has named moves. I just love that. So yep. this, when when this guy is just like his attack is literally just hitting his axes a lot of times, <laughs> yeah. but he's like ten strike festival, and then he makes like hundred strike festival. My favorite thing too is as he's doing it, he's losing count, so he's like seven, seven, eight, uh, six. Hey, he just keeps. Hitting. I like this guy a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's a. Uh, he doesn't do much beyond this point, but he's he's, he's, a, he's a cool color, cool character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say before we even like like. And I know you guys are gonna always bring up like, how do you like this dumb stuff and not comic dumb stuff? Uh-huh. But I feel like a lot of anime stuff has these like characters that have a lot of personality, whereas like. You think about even like I liked Fifty Two a lot, but you think about a lot of the side characters. Like the I liked the the ten Chinese generals, but I can't really remember them like mm-hmm. personality wise. I remember their powers, mm-hmm. but like I feel like this giant he stands out as a personality, and I think there's a lot of like a lot of times it's anime tropes that they're doing, but mm. they they're colorful characters. I guess that's one mm-hmm. way in that the shared universe helps and hurts because like a lot of us like Sly and I will be like we will project the personalities of characters that we've read in like. Like, when we read, like, a Booster Gold story, even if he's barely in it, I'm, like, looking for the aspects of his personality oh, that yeah. other writers have established. Mm. And I'm like, no, like, this is... It's not out of character, so it's good. Whereas, you know, like, so... The shared universe allows other writers to flesh out characters, but then also allows other writers to, like, lazily lean on that. So yep. I could see where, like, in something like Bleach, where it's so standalone that you have to make each character memorable mm. right away on their first go... I could see how that that works. I also think, uh, and this this Marvel has kind of used this formula for the Marvel films to make characters stand out more. Uh, manga has a lot of humor uh, in it. Um, yeah. Uh, every mm. between every single like chapter, they have like a random scene for what's happening back on Earth, and they have like the perverted mascot doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, other characters playing soccer games. So and they have like random jokes like uh, when an explosion happens in the main story, they'll, they'll show in like these comedic inserts. A rock hit, hit the Quincy. Like, there's, there's, yeah. there's lots of humor to establish the characters personality-wise, just like the Marvel movies do, do I feel. We, ta- we talked about it last time, too. Like, Orihime has, like, these jokes about how she's in love with Ichigo, but, like, they're still... They, they give her more of a personality than mm-hmm. just, like, this bland love interest. I think it's a really good point, and that's probably why in the Marvel movies I don't complain as much about the over-the-top stuff, because, like, when the... There's something about when fiction is like, it's okay with being a little silly. It's not like, you better take this seriously 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they are okay being like, this is kind of silly, but just accept that my angel sword attack can go through the yeah. universe. But when they're also breaking the rules of the universe by jo- with jokes, it's like, it's more like playful with it. Yeah. So it I think that's why like- Sly and I defend like <laughs> camp in comics a lot more than most like yeah. newer fans that want just like Alan Moore all the time. One of the things I wanted to add is actually Kubo, the artist here, is very good at making his characters distinctive visually yes. too. So it's uh, like, for, for like, the most part, but I still lost track of a lot of characters, uh, especially the black. I, there's two black haired characters. I don't know which one is which. I'm gonna have to ask you. To clarify. Two black haired characters. There's Rukia. I know Rukia because story wise makes sense. She's oh, captured. Oh, I, I, there's like... there's this captain, and I think there's one character with Ichigo. I'm assuming it's the cat when he's transformed. No, but the cat's a lady, remember? Yeah, the cat's yeah. a big lady. Yeah, there's, there's I, think, little, I think it's a lady. I, there's a black hair woman with, with... Are you talking about Captain Eisen's... Uh, Why don't we just, yeah, Sly, yeah. just point it out yeah. when we get there? Because yeah. I have there, no idea there, you're there are about. a lot of characters. I think a lot of them yeah. are distinctive, especially like if you see them in color. They all, most of them have like mm. a, a certain like color to them, even though they're all wearing and that's white also, and stuff. That, 
And that's I, also part of the downside of skipping around is sometimes characters will get slightly more, you know, fleshed out and we just had to skip. Yes. It, you know? Like, for instance, like how you brought up uh, or he may always imagine like after this fight here with this guy, she imagines him as like a medieval prince. Ichigo saving her. And it's <laughs> real silly. And you miss out on that. Anyway, Ichigo beats this big giant guy. Like, he, he attacks him the ten times, and he, he's still standing. And then Ichigo's, uh, it's my turn now. And he says, sorry, but I'm going to have to bust your axes. And then just this two-page splash panel of just him shattering the axes. And then the big giant, like, starts crying because he lost he, his axes. And Ichigo apologizes. He's like, I yeah. guess I didn't have to break both of them. And that's <laughs> yeah. when the giant just turns. He's like, you're such a nice guy. He's crying. <laughs> yeah. And he's like... You beat me. You're such. You're a man. At, like in terms of like uh, beating me, but also that you were respectful and yep. sad about what you did. So yeah. you can pass through. Yeah. So he's like, I'm gonna open up this gate for you, and you can get in there. Be careful. There's a bunch of mean guys though. And so he lifts this giant gate. That's like his. This guy's like super big. He's not just like giant size. He's like ten people tall size. I I just I want to say I really really enjoyed that a lot. This is maybe my favorite part of the whole this block. <laughs> mine, so, mine, too, mine too. Because wow. I really I really really liked that like the test to enter the gates of heaven was you had to be like a cool anime fighter, but you also had to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I just, I like, that was just an unexpected fun twist where it was like, it's like, you needed to be like a balanced person. And like, that was just, I, I thought that that was like fun and clever. I also think, I also think fight wise, uh, again, going back to the humor, I think the fact that this villain is more humorous instead of trying to show how badass he is, uh, made it a lot more colorful as a, and yeah. memorable mm -hmm. as a fight for me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So and he and says, "You better watch out. There's a bunch of mean guys in there." Yep. And lo and behold, when he opens the gate, there's this smiling samurai-looking guy with a huge grin on his face. Yeah. So th this is this is Gein. I'm gonna refer to him by his name because I like the, his, his name. And he has like he. A lot of people always refer to him as a snake because his eyes are always closing. He's got this big mm -hmm. smile that goes from like cheek to cheek, and his yeah. his nostrils. It always it like he draws out the nostrils, so he always looks very snake-like. And he's like, oh, this is this is a bad thing. This won't do. Gein says that. And then he this just made me so sad. immediately cuts off the giant's arm and says, a gatekeeper ain't supposed to open gates. Yep. And then his giant arm falls off and he's holding it up with one arm. And he's like, <laughs> the oh! gate. Yeah, and he's like yeah. bleeding and it's raining blood down on him. And Gein's just smiling at him. As the rain like splashes against him. And the gatekeeper says, hey, but he beat me. And he's like. You know, a gatekeeper that loses, though, can't open gates. Because a, gate, gate, a gatekeeper that loses dies. And he goes to try to kill the gatekeeper. And Ichigo yeah. jumps in the way to protect them. Yeah, and then immediately, like, Yorichi, the cat lady, she's like, oh, this is really bad. Because uh, Gin's a captain. And if you remember from the last time I talked about, there's 13 captains in here. Byakuya, who beat Ichigo last time, he's a captain. And all the captains are super, super, super strong guys. So it's like, this is bad that we're already pretty much facing, like, a final boss or one of, like, the top general dudes. And luckily, they don't have to intervene too much because Gein uh, gets ready. He releases his sword at them. It's It looks like a little tiny dagger. And Ichigo, like, makes fun of me. He's like, look at that. Like, you're going to fight me with that little tiny sh uh, short sword? And he says, it's not a short sword. It's my Zanpak toe. And he backs up and he says, skewer that punk, Shinzo. And it's a sword that extends out pretty much as, like, as far as he wants it to. And it's this really cool panel of Ichigo blocking it, but then he gets pushed out with the giant. And you just see this little tiny thin sword just pushing them out as it extends out a long ways. Yep. And, and then, and then the, the gate, gate drops on them and Gein waves at them and says, bye. As the gate does. I, I, want to, I just want to say, like, uh, you know, people compare it to a snake, but when I saw this character, I just saw it like this was the arts attempt at epitomizing smugness. 
because uh, that's mm. like this scene where he's like bye as he smiles big wide smile mm. is what it kind of made me think I think of. there's yeah. a couple other times where like people literally call him he's a snake and he even says that like I am a snake and I don't <laughs> think it's supposed to be smugness as much as just like it's coolness and kind of like this like deviousness like he's planning something that you can't tell what through mm. his like poker face because he's well, always he like smug. smiling he has, with his eyes he's closed. very smug too like uh, he doesn't give a fuck what anyone else else does yeah I, yeah so then we skipped to where we chapter seventy nine and we see Rukia in her prison and yep. uh, they walk her to her where she's gonna await execution and it's like a huge tower in less the, than fourteen days yeah. she'll be executed and then out the window she sees the Sokyoku which is this <laughs> giant like halberd guillotine yeah. thing it's it's huge it's like it tall as a building <laughs> yeah and she's like Renji brings her there and he's like this is where you get to watch you know before you die. And then before he leaves, though, he tells her, here's a idle gossip for you. Apparently some uh, new Ryoka entered Soul Society, which are souls who aren't supposed to be Ryoka there. are intru- they're the intruders in this land. That's what they repeatedly call them. So just remember so he, when you hear Ryoka, it's intruders. He basically tells her, hey, Ichigo's here. He's coming to help you, I guess. Yep. Yeah, we skipped that when we skipped ahead. We skipped to we found another way in. So yeah, so the, the actual fight with the giant wasn't. Well, I guess we showed the fucking smug guy. So yeah, it, it it's also point. like it. Uh, what happens is Ichigo and his friends get the trust of the people in the town nearby because uh, Orihime heals the giant, which that's her ability. Like Chad's got this big rocket arm. The Quincy has laser like laser bow stuff. Orihime's abilities is that she rejects things, and it's her first taste of like really op powers because she uses it to like block attack she puts up a force field but what she can also do is she can reject wounds on people so she can heal them that way mm-hmm. huh. that's, cool. that's cool and if you guys want some stupid comic book bullshit uh actually her power is that the 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 hair clip thing that her brother gave her it's a six pointed like snowflake and each of those six is a fairy that does a different ability so she summons them out and they're like hey orihime what do you want us to do it's like i'll heal i'll put up a barrier and stuff and they they're shown like only four times throughout the series and then they're never shown <laughs> i'm surprised they gave her powers to begin with because uh she doesn't do much this is what we right yeah yeah well we also don't follow her too much i'll get to that uh, so Renji's walking back and he's like, he's just reminiscing to himself about whether or not they're still alive because Gein had apparently intercepted them. And then he meets Captain Aizen, who's this like guy with glasses. He's always got like a nice face. He's Otacon from Metagor Solid. Yes, that is a good way of describing yeah. it. I was like, I've seen this man before. <laughs> yeah. It is him. Hey, I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised if the fucking artist looks like that. He feels like a kind of a self-insert otaku. No, the artist looks a lot more like, we'll, we'll get to him when we get Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he's he's cool guy with sunglasses is basically his thing that he wants to always be. Okay. Um. So he, don't we all though? Yeah. Don't we all just want to be cool guys in sunglasses? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Eisen is talking to Renji and he's like, "Isn't it like? Don't you think it's strange that Ruki is going to be executed for these crimes? Like that they're, they're going to bring out this like ancient old style weapon to ex- for like high treason crimes that they're going to yeah, kill he asks, those. Does she deserve to die? Yes. And the her crime was the unauthorized loan of her spirit powers as well as an overlong absence from Soul Society. And it's like that's not that's crazy to be executed for that. He also points out that the stay of ex- execution was shortened from thirty five to twenty five days. Like it's mm-hmm. it's unprecedented. Yeah. And so you're like, oh, that's interesting. And then he says, I have a bad feeling, Renji. And then suddenly all the captains get called into a meeting. And it, this is where you get, uh, I skipped these two panels, but you get like a good like splash page of like uh, all the individual captains. So you get to see all 13 that are here. And th- like I said before, they all have very distinctive like features on them. 
that make them very identifiable. So Gin shows up here, and you're like immediately you're like, who are these guys? Where are their yeah, abilities? It's Cause... so much like when you know, whenever you meet the top generals or something, or like in One Punch Man when he meets the council of the yeah. eight heroes. It's like they're all very <laughs> unique looking. You're like, he must have some kind of this kind of power or yeah. something. There's there's one guy it... that's like a super big tall giant guy who wears a basket on his head the entire time, and you're like, I don't know what that's for. In in the old days of uh, like the 70s and 80s of American comics, a, a story like this would mean, oh. They just got a new contract with Mattel and need a new line of toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Gein shows up here and he's like, hey, what's, uh, what are you guys going here? And then this other big guy who's going to be a major character in our story, Kenpachi, he's a captain that has like scars all over his face and an eye patch and like these strange like pointed hair. He looks he's like, so he's like, he's, uh, he's based hair. on the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yu-Gi-Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh's hair is like bunched up, whereas his is like individual like spikes. And he wears like that kind of, yeah. it's spiky and like that kind of like um that's not you're right it's more like metal style like, yeah 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 metal an yeah. Eye patch. yeah and he has he has bells in his yeah, hair i think those are called uh liberty spikes guys <laughs> good, they good are. One. so he's like uh what's been going on like i thought you were supposed to intercept him and gin's just acting like all oh, cool he's like oh gosh i thought he was dead uh have my instincts begun to fail me and then you have like other people saying like like you get you know, you can sense spiritual pressure, like their energy and stuff. You should know whether or not someone's alive or this dead. This is where I think the smugness I was talking about really, like, bleeds through. Because mm-hmm. he's just like, like, he's just like, what's that? What are you saying? Like, I, I feel like you could really feel the... Yeah, the yeah. Like, he doesn't feel like he gives yeah. a fuck about anything. There's, like, yeah. He doesn't feel intimidated with them at all, even though he's on uh, the spot. And this is where you see the, like, obvious discord among the captains, where you're like, someone is, like, orchestrating something, like, the, the Rukia execution's weird, the uh-huh. fact that he probably let them live, or maybe let them live is weird, and everyone's kind of suspecting each other. Yeah, and, and then uh, suddenly then... there's, like, an alarm that goes off, and then they're like, oh, we have... because they got inside of the city now, they were launched out of a cannon... <laughs> and then they like all landed but right before they landed like they all spread off into different directions so this is where they get split up and then now all the captains have to go out and look for them and immediately you see like uh kenpachi the metal dude he just starts running out the door because his thing is he loves fighting and he loves killing and so he immediately just wants to find whoever the strongest person is and he wants to go kill them and he has like a bubblegum sidekick girl who's like, "Oh, let's go kill stuff. It'll be great." Are you yeah, she's me? like, yeah, yeah. she's like this little ten-year-old girl that just latches onto his shoulder, and she stays there for almost the entire series, just hanging out with him as he goes around to go fight people. And as the captains are leaving, you see Gin walk by Aizen, and uh, Aizen's like, "This is a convenient time for the alarm to sound, huh?" And Gin's like, "What? Do you, what do you mean by that?" And he's like, "Do you really think you can get away with it? You'd be best not to underestimate me." And as they're walking past each other, you see a third captain. He's like, he's little boy captain. He's short, like, <laughs> he's kind of like a, I'm trying to think. I think he's supposed to be like 14 or something. And he's so smart that he got promoted to captain because he's like the childhood genius. Not childhood genius. He's the child genius. He's the childhood friend of Momo and some other people. I, I kept thinking of fucking, what was it, Gotenks in Dragon Ball? The fucking kids. Yeah, um, kid trunks yeah. and kids. So, whatever. so Sly, you might appreciate this. This guy right here, this child captain who's watching them do this, he is the most popular character in Bleach. Wow, in Why Japan. S- <laughs> really? Is there a reason for that? Uh, I d- I have no goddamn clue. <laughs> so his, cool, his attack at the end of this looks really cool. Yeah, they they do a couple like uh, internal polls. I think they've done like four of them, which I put one in for our next time, the next arc we're going to be doing. I'll show you that poll. 
but it's basically they were having uh readers write in and rank who their favorites were from like you know one to ten and stuff and he during his debut he was at like number four and then since then he goes to number one and he stays there and then Ruki is usually number two and ichigo's like number three and then renji's like close by I see this with so many comic fans, too, where someone, like, their favorite character, I'll be like, I'll be like, how are they your favorite? And they'll tell me why they're good. And I'm like, I get why they're good, but how are they the best? <laughs> That's what's I, I, Renji's so pretty bizarre. cool. I, I can imagine liking Renji the best. Yeah, but this the little kid captain is such a weird, because I've never, and the thing is, because he's the favorite, he gets a lot of screen time in this, I think, as much as Rukia throughout this whole series. <laughs> I was going to, I was going to, so he's, he shows up more beyond this then. Okay, because I was going to say. Okay, uh, you have no idea. Like at one point, there's like a, a couple captains get like the final fights at the very end, and it's like Rukia doesn't get a final fight. This guy does though. I was because <laughs> I, uh, I was gonna say like his fights were some of the more uh, less interesting stuff because I didn't care about his character at all. He he also has another fight we leave out though, oh, okay. th- which is where I think some people really like him. Anyway, see this is the problem with like this where it's like I don't get this feeling from him, but it's like there are other times where they shine, but it's like it's not yeah, necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. important to the story. For instance, like we're skipping a whole bunch of chapters here now, and we're jumping over to chapter ninety five, and what's happened is like. Everyone, when they all split off, they all actually got their own fights against guys. Like, for instance, Ichigo got to fight a guy that looks a lot like Saitama, the One Punch Man. Okay. Yeah, and this is where, like, uh, he meets up with some other little kid that tags along with him that's just a healer that everyone always makes fun of. So in these skip chapters, do we does the rest of the party, like Chad and stuff, get cool fights and stuff? So Chad doesn't get a cool one. I mean, like, using him as a stand-in Chad, for Chad gets job, doesn't he? No, no Chad doesn't get a cool one-on-one fight. His thing is that he shows up and he kills, like, a hundred... doesn't kill. You know, he just knocks people out. But his thing is, like, no one can fight Chad because he's so strong. So, But, like, the that other characters that aren't Ichigo have, like, yeah, like, stuff going on. Yes, yeah. So, okay. for instance, That's Orihime cool. and uh, the Quincy land together, and they end up having, like, a really neat rapport with each other where she's always worried about Ichigo, and he ends up being really worried about about her and they're trying to go together and they're having to like stealth through at one point they end up having to take like the the garb and try and infiltrate soul society since they're not like great fighters yeah that's that's more what i meant is like because i know the characters don't do a lot of things in like the big major parts but like mm-hmm. i'm glad they don't just like disappear you know yeah, like, they're like, still it, doing it keeps things. like updating you as it's going along it's like hey this person's doing this and this person's that's like cool. it even that's shows cool. you the cat lady she splits off and she's just like she can teleport around and no one can see her because she's such a good ninja more importantly you also seem to have still have arcs going on what do you uh, mean like character development you mean yeah character development yeah like there's not just uh, unlike like yamcha who never exactly ever gets yeah it. yeah which is which is why this arc is like you already know what makes it so interesting from just like this little bit is because you have all these characters running around trying to get through this place it's like full of all these elite bad guys looking to kill them and they're all like developing in their own way you get to see like again orihime and the quincy together which is a really like unseen like you haven't seen them act together a lot mm-hmm. and then you have all this captain drama going on where it's like who's betraying who who's allied to who because all the captains have assistant captains and then they start to argue amongst themselves about stuff uh, so, so i think i know i think i know where the confusion was before yeah so i'm assuming this is the quincy next to chad uh uh Han, where are you at? <laughs> so after we skip a few chapters, after the, the boy shows up, they meet Renji, I think, the fucking yeah. uh, rival to Ichigo. Uh-huh. Uh, and I think that's Chad wearing a bandana. No, and- no, this is Ganju. <laughs> Who's Ganju? Ganju's a character that is... So, 
he gets introduced. He's the one that helps him get fired from the cannon because his sister operates the cannon. And he's like, he's the stupid hothead, like, I run a gang in town. Like, aren't I so cool? And Ichigo's like, what? I'm the hothead here. And then they like fight a whole bunch and stuff. You would like his power sly. He's a fireworks expert that can turn stone to sand. And that's all he does. Like, like for his battle, he ends up having to like run down a hallway and turn the ground to like sand before the person chasing him can notice and then they like run into it and they get trapped and stuff and because he doesn't like fight one-on-one he just like tricks people that sounds pretty cool but that does sound pretty cool yeah so so who's the person with black hair next to him okay this this is the hanataro he's the one that i mentioned (laughs) he gets picked up by them they use him as hostage but he's like he's a pure innocent boy that just wants to heal people the healing like each of the there's 13 captains each one's the head of a division it's like research and development and like there's one that's just ninjas and he's part of the healing uh group of people and you get again like baxter where they're like the healing people all get made fun of and none of them are fighters and people think like they're so pathetic and so weak and so that's his thing is He's here to be kind of like pathetic and weak, but he's got like a good heart. Okay, so I I confused him with the black-haired captain girl, and with Rukia. Okay. As as a show up in these these stories, I feel like they they those three look too similar. It definitely doesn't help that everyone wears like black robes. Yes, yeah. that's another thing. <laughs> I, I I I do agree for the most part. A lot of characters really do. Because when I was saying that was that Chad, I was going by Tom Contact because he doesn't look like Chad. Like they do uh-huh. look very they do look distinct. Yes. But but these three characters specifically, these black haired yeah. black robe characters, I'm like no, like that's bad, bad design. Should make it look more different. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's I hard to agree with that. Because when you're reading it, you're following along and you know this isn't Rukia. I know, for context, because you could tell, but I, I think it's bad, like, only through context, because you could tell Rukia would not be here or this this captain will not be with Ichigo. Yeah. And, and, and that, this is too much because this is one exception. Like, everything else, everything else looks very distinct. It's, yeah. it's also pretty terrible because, like, this character is completely superfluous in this like um kubo's gonna do this in every arc he's gonna include one character that he gives a lot of screen time to that does almost nothing the entire time like if you were to remove them entirely nothing would change so this is the gangbuster of bleach <laughs> yes i, I suppose uh, when, so. when, when, when daryl uh pitched this series to us he described it as when you get to later later volumes imagine like you're watching a shonen and somebody's grandma fighting somebody's neighbor and like it's two characters you don't give a shit whatsoever, <laughs> and I'm, I'm I'm already seeing that developing here, but like I, I guess I can see the seeds of that developing. And again, I'm leaving out a lot because it introduces you to all the captains, assistant captains, and these are all people that are going to be fighting in future arcs. Wow. But I want to see their power. <laughs> they all have a cool sword. <laughs> so now we get to a fight between. Ichigo and Renji, Ooh, round two. Old rivals. And yeah. before, Ichigo pretty much won, but it'll be different now because Renji explains, like, they have to limit their power when they go out into the world because they're so I powerful. This. I love this. And he's like, I'm actually five times strong. Uh, when I read this, yeah. I-, I thought two things. One, I think this is the dumbest shit in the world. But two, <laughs> I was like... Phil definitely could is eating this shit up right now. I just find the like calculable power levels to be <laughs> such a stupid concept. And I've seen it in a million things. But it I'm just like, stupid. what is that? What units is that? What does that even mean? Yeah. Is this like, are you measuring your your fists in newtons? Like, what is this? <laughs> uh, they have ten spirit powers. Is this? But like, I just find like putting like a number on it to be so yeah. stupid. It, I, I I agree. It is pretty stupid, especially because it's like like. 
fighting ability is one of those things like it, it can't just be strength or because yeah. like someone can be faster you know or have a super like, move or whatever I, I i get it though i i get why it's great like i understand the like this isn't my final form but like i just think about like in one of i think the most the most anime v- comics that we've done was when we did the death of superman where doomsday was like both his arms were tied up and then one broke off and then another one broke off and he kept getting stronger and stronger or like when the hulk keeps getting stronger and stronger and like you can visually see that someone's getting yeah. stronger and stronger without being like, wow, his power has multiplied by 3.7. Yeah, it's a very uh, anime thing. I, I, yeah. In Highlander, Highlander 4, the Highlander series, my favorite movie series. <laughs> uh, Wait, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. But uh, I, I like to jokingly <laughs> say it is. But, um, uh, in, uh, what was it? All the Highlander movies are back to the first one. But... Um, in Highlander Four, they introduced the idea that oh, when you could, for those who don't know, Highlander, you cut off. It's about immortals who cut each other's heads off to gain each other's powers. In Highlander yeah. Four, they introduced uh, oh, this guy stole four hundred souls. Like he, he's like he has soul power over <laughs> four hundred, and all the fans are like, this is fucking stupid. Like only anime <laughs> do the fans tolerate this kind of bullshit. Like or it's like yeah. midichlorians. It's like it is when when it, when you try to put exact numbers on that, it does get silly. Yeah. That's why I agree. Yeah. Like. The, the later fight we'll see where someone it's not their final form and they keep revealing their handicaps. I like that a lot more. Like you said, yeah, 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 absolutely. The, I, the, I really... thing, the thing is here, they don't say specifically I'm this power level. It's not Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I'm a hundred, whatever. And, but here they just say I get five times stronger here. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's why I, I do think too, it, I, it's not as egregious as like my, like, Dragon Ball Z literally does that. It's nine thousand four hundred and sixty-seven power yeah. level. Yeah, it's funny because it's just like they broke like a scale like a million times too. Like, oh, like <laughs> yes, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, this is like it is. It is more abstracted here. No one ex- ever gives an exact number. But yeah. even when they do specifics in like a lot of Western comics, I still like feel like like I see a lot of Ben Grimm testing his strength, mm-hmm. and they'll just say like you can lift two more tons than you could when you first got your powers. Yeah, that still is. That's more. That makes more sense to me than like my overall ability is now a fifteen. Well, this is spirit, for yeah. spirit power. I, <laughs> I, I know, but I just like like you said, what is yeah. good at fighting skill? That right. could be anything, you know. Like yeah. you know, I, the I, I English Navy beat the Spanish Armada, and it wasn't because they were yeah. stronger. Yeah, it's like also instincts. There's so many things in it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, Renji and Ichigo start fighting each other, and they're clashing swords. And Renji's asking him, "It's like, how do you intend to save Rukia? Because if you beat me, there's eleven more assistant captains, and then thirteen captains to deal with. Which, if if you're counting, the head captain does not get an assistant. I believe he's the one. <laughs> Who's counting? Nobody. Or it's the head of the ninja division. I forget. <laughs> so, so some some bleach fans yelling at us right now. Yeah, in all caps. <laughs> anyway, uh, so Ichigo's just like whatever. I'll, I'm just gonna fight everyone. In order yeah, to I'll just it. the the shonen character. I'll just I'm gonna win because I'm gonna win. I'm gonna yeah. beat everyone. I, I have I to care. win. That's it. That's the. And Renji's like, that's not that's not a plan. Yeah. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, howls Zabimaru! and then he brings out his whip sword again and starts whipping him. And he, like, crashes him into the walls. That's when he reveals he's five times as strong. And then uh, they uh, clash some more. And what do you think of Kubo's action? Because I, I don't know if we talked about that. Who's Kubo? The, the artist. artist. Oh, oh, his action is good. <laughs> the guy who I'm like, which character is that? <laughs> yeah, poor Sly. There's so many characters. Sly's like, huh? That's I, why I didn't say anything. I was like, I don't want to be embarrassed if uh, this is somebody important. Yeah, Taite Kubo is the yeah, artist. Yeah, I, I, I like his art, but uh, what was we mentioned before, yeah. like, sometimes it's not clear what happens. 
Yes. yes. Yeah, I, I think sometimes it's not clear, but yeah. I really like like his dramatic poses. So like after they after they clash, like and, and I mean like in action fights. So like mm-hmm. there'll be like big explosions and then like you'll see Ichigo come out with like a half of his face is covered in blood and like it it I think he also uses a lot of sound effects in a way that I think portrays action more than his art, mm-hmm. which I I I like it. It didn't like I enjoyed it, but not necessarily for the way he displayed action, but the way he paces it, I found really mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. And the, the speed and movement of things is captured pretty well. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Um, and, like, in this fight, I think a lot of them do involve that, like, how am I going to beat this guy? Here's my plan. I'm going to do this. As opposed to just, like, they have some of the, the uh, what is it called? Kamehameha type fights later. <laughs> but, like, in this, like, he's remembering back to when he got taught how everyone has a predetermined number of like shots they can fire before they have to like reload essentially in mm-hmm. a fight. And so he's like, every time he whips me, he does like two, like one regular attack, then two extended whip attacks. And he, it, he goes he back. He tracks his, his whip sword into basically sword form. And he's like, it's, he's outsmarting him where he's like, he learned from hat and clogs. You uh-huh. wait until the exact moment of the enemy's like pullback for you to strike. And mm-hmm. I think the, like Ryan said with the pacing, uh, it feels like a good, it's not just like a mess, like some fights yeah. we've seen in, in comics or anime, where it's just mm-hmm. like a, a mess of shit going on. Yeah. There's like an actual like structure, like almost like a narrative to the fight. Yeah. Yeah. And it also, a lot of these fights, like even though there's like fight after fight after fight, and most of these are really long fights, there were very few fights, at least up to this point, that I felt like, okay, get to the end. Like I felt like mm-hmm. I was invested in mm-hmm. the actual actions that yeah, like, things I, were going I, through. I do have to add an addendum and say that's because you're only you're seeing the most that's important true. fights in the that's arc. That's true. Like also, yeah. <laughs> next arc we'll see a list of like top fights and like for instance, the Renji versus Ichigo I think is like number two or number three of like mm. imp- fan. Oh, from the fights. polls. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, cool whereas we're not doing like the Quincy versus whoever. Actually, the Quincy's fight sounds so bad. So I'll just say it's so it's not the pacing of the book that I love. It's Daryl's editorial duties. <laughs> or <laughs> or it's the book excellent. itself. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Like you don't feel brought down by it because I'm not making yeah. you read the stuff that brings you down. Uh, that's, yeah, that's, absolutely. This is a problem we always have where what, what do you show and what you don't show when you yes. try to yeah. read the stuff. And it, it, it's going to get worse as we go on too because I have there's so much I could show you that's like. What do I do? Anyway, Ichigo tries, like, he counts the, the up to three times and goes to strike Renji, but then Renji dodges, and he's like, Sheh, you think you can beat me, punk? And then he cuts Ichigo again. So it looks like he's, like, down and out. And then Ichigo remembers back to train with Hats and Clogs, where Hats and Clogs is like, you gotta have the intention to kill people when you fight. Otherwise, it's like, you're not gonna, like, look, when I attack you, it's because I have the intention to yeah, kill. Yeah, you can't just be, like, fighting for the sake of fighting. It's like, you yeah. have to fight with purpose. And the point of your sword is to kill someone with it. Yeah. And if you don't have that killing, that killer instinct, you're never going to win. Yeah, so yeah. literally he starts winning because he says to Renji, okay, I resolved to kill you, now I'm going to start winning this fight. And that's how yeah. he starts winning. <laughs> this yeah. is one of my biggest problems with Kubo, as he's going to go on through so, much, so many fights in this goddamn series, is he has a good point where it's like it's a good end to the fight. And then he drags out for a couple of chapters longer where it's like, what's that necessary? Like, him counting the three strikes of Renji is a cool idea. And then he yeah. beats Renji. And then you're like, oh, that's neat. But instead, Renji beats him. And then Ichigo goes, oh, I guess I gotta fight you for real. And then he beats Renji in one attack. He just, like, swings his sword once. And then blood flies out of Renji. And then Renji's yeah. beaten. It that- does belittle the, the, the intensity of the fight. Because it's like, 
if you could be like if you just had to do the right thing and then beat him it's like yeah i don't know it seems more like i just have to counter with the right move which makes the power levels to me like not make any sense you know uh, yeah. i save the save the killing killer instinct memory for a different fight like, that's when it, like you know what i mean like it could be a different yeah. zone that, i feel like yeah. a lot of anime does this though uh because they do like a back and forth where one guy's losing says ah but here's this fact you need to consider yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but i will say like the killer inst- i would say the killer instinct should have been earlier and then the three strikes later because like that's it's also like the three strikes is like a smart thing it's like oh this is a cool like battle thing you want to see it work out whereas killer instinct you're like oh, i guess ichigo just hits him harder now but i don't feel, i don't feel like anime always rewards smartness like a character will be smart yeah. and you still lose anyway yeah sure like i, I don't know how many times goku win move brains like that's that's my point. but again like <laughs> again those aren't like i wouldn't say dragon ball z has good fights either yeah yeah i guess i think I, the I, good I fights seen... are the ones where you have to use your brains like for instance like Midoriya versus uh stain who is that like that. That's a pretty good fight. Academia. In my hero academia, oh, like yeah. the so stain fight. That's that. That's a cool fight. Yeah. So I haven't watched. I probably haven't read anything you guys consider good fights. This is like every fight I've seen. Anime. Yes. I've never yeah. seen what you guys consider a good anime fight. Probably. Yeah. I I wouldn't contest. Uh, just that. everyone should just read my hero academia. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. generally my consensus. <laughs> anyway, and unfortunately, I like I had messaged uh, these guys about this, but we we're skipping the Renji backstory because naturally, after you beat your enemy, you have to hear their bad their sad backstory. And I mentioned yeah. this during the Patreon episode. But one of the things that makes Renji cool is he grew up in the poor district with Rukia, and they had to steal food to survive because they were in the worst district out of like all of them and stuff. And Rukia became pretty much, like, their their leader of, like, their little tiny rebel gang. And she said, the only way we're going to stop living this life is if we become captains ourselves inside of Soul Society. And so they trained hard to get up to that point. And then Rukia gets adopted by Byakuya's family, her, her brother. Like, that's her adopted brother. And mm-hmm. basically, like, she leaves Renji behind. And, and so Renji's whole thing is that he wants to get stronger so he can match up to, like, Rukia to be, like, even with her. Because they started from the bottom. And now they want to get to the... Yeah, now yeah. they're here. Well, Rukia's here. And now Renji wants to get there, too. And <laughs> you see all that stuff. And then he ends... Like, the flashback whole thing ends with him pleading to Ichigo, you know, if you're going to beat me, you have to keep going. You have to save Rukia, then. You have to do what I could not. Yeah. Because I couldn't, like, stand against Byakuya. So I don't know if we should get into this, but so... Are the Soul Society people, they are like an alien race, like in, in the afterlife? No, no, no. They're humans. They're human souls that passed on to the afterlife. Okay, so they, are, so they, are, they are humans. Okay. Because yes. I was like, because they mock humans all the time, like you filthy humans. Like mortals, you know, and gods yeah. are like, okay, oh, yeah. mortals. But it's, it's, it's yeah, being mortal that's exactly and, it. It's but mortals. But it's just mortal and human. Like, I, I, I couldn't tell. I it, think it's because they might, they probably specifically use a Japanese word that referred to, like, the soul, like, their soul people oh. or something, or, like, ghost form, and then they're, like, your human form, your, like, corporeal body. Okay, okay, that makes more sense. That, that, makes more that sense. would make more sense for that to be more of a Japanese kind of language terminology. Yes. That, that's what I'm, I'm hedging my bets. Okay, so that, that makes more sense, like, this, this, these guys versus hollows rather than the separate race that's in charge of the afterlife, because that's, that's why I was assuming reading this. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you get like a small thing of the 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 nerd the healer dude patching it to go up. It again. just reminds me of any other show. And there's always some way you have to be able to heal the main character after everyone is fights because he's always yeah. gonna almost die. 
and then yeah. he needs to fight again in like a day. So like Dragon Ball Z had the Senzu beans in yeah. My Hero Academia. They have someone with a healing quirk. Here uh-huh. it's like I have healing powers. So yeah, you're he healed. brings out like he brings out specifically like a Senzu bean. He's like, eat this and you'll be like revitalized and stuff. <laughs> yeah, which I at least want to bring up again. This is something that's great about this and not about like the future arcs. Is it at least Ichigo has to use bandages and he's wounded and they like they bring it up multiple times where it's like you got to slow down. Like here they're like you got to take a break and rest, even though it's 14 days until Riku gets killed. You got to rest. And it's like, yeah. okay. Whereas, like, later on, we're just going to see arcs, like, at, like he's going to essentially die, and then he'll just be fine the next chapter. And you're like, yeah. okay. So one of the, the important notes that they point out in this healing scene after he gets healed is that he had this wound from his shoulder down to his chest, but it's not as deep as it should be because he had a mask in his pocket that, yes. like, saved him. And it looks, it, it, as they say, like a hollow mask. Oh. Yeah. And this this was so hard organizing this stuff. This mask appeared before when uh, Ichigo had to get his own powers and stuff. Because since he no longer had Rukia's soul powers, so he couldn't be a soul reaper himself. Uh, basically what Mr. Hat and Clog says is he kicks his body out of his, his soul out of his body. And he like breaks that chain linking them together. And so Ichigo slowly starts to transform into a hollow. And he's like, you either gotta become a soul reaper right now or you become a hollow and I kill you. And so this is what happens is he starts, like, putting on this mask, but then out of last minute, he breaks out of it. Hmm. And so then you see here, you're like, oh, man, the mask is back. Like, is he hollowifying? Like, what does that mean? See, I still thought it was a cool concept and, like, the way it's used and explained later. Like, <laughs> I still was like, this is cool, even yeah. without having that backstory. Yeah. yeah. So then we go back to some Captain Drama, Captain Eisen's uh, apprentice, who maybe... This is Sly also got confused. Yeah, right? that's the girl. Confused with <laughs> she kind of looks like Rukia a little. She's she's got like a little like bun on her yes, back. Yes, and now yeah. looking at it again, she does have a bun to distinguish her. But like yeah. in, pages, in pages where it doesn't appear because behind her head, I got really confused sometimes. Yeah, mm. this is Momo. She's like a, she's a sweet darling. She's another fan favorite of like the series. Like she's a top ten. I, I, she's like do, she's devoted to Captain. So this devoted. makes more sense why the fans would love. This, this is why this is why I thought Eisen yeah. was uh, uh, another like because Otacon is a fucking fanser of Hideo Kojima for sure. I thought yeah. this was not fanser a writer and sir. So I thought like Momo like oh this is my this is my dream girl. This is a girl that adores me. And I'm Captain Eisen. <laughs> and I'm cool. Yeah. No. So uh, Momo's like a like a kid though, right? It's hard to tell. It's yeah. hard to tell. Like, Again, it's hard because everyone in Soul Society is like an immortal ghost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the same thing with a with a recent arc of My Hero Academia that just uh, came out in Tankaban format, where I was like, this couple, she seems like pretty young, and this guy seems but, pretty but, old. Well, remember, but Bulma, remember, Bulma in Dragon Ball was like. sixteen, and everyone yeah. everyone pervert on her. So yeah. yeah. But then when I but I mean like. I'm not going to get into the whole My Hero Academia thing, but I was like, this seems like a lot. And then there's yeah. one mention where she's looking at her high school yearbook, and I'm like, sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot of, like, 16's, like, okay in that, in, like, a Japan for them to start, like, having romantic feelings for, like, older people. I would call it romantic. I would just say per- pervy. The one thing I'll say about here is she adores Aizen, but Aizen yeah. isn't, like, reciprocating. He's not like, let's yeah, sleep yeah. together, Momo. Yeah, he doesn't seem like he's hitting on her at all. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, yeah. like... Yeah. Yeah. This just uh, like it just made me think like, seem like why not just like not make her look so young? Ah, <laughs> uh, too bad. Welcome yeah. to anime. Yeah, it's like it's yeah, bad at like all those anime tropes. This is where I'm like, this it sucks that you have to do this for people to yes. get into it. But there's going to be a lot of young women that it, they're going to be put in like a lot of sexualized situations, and you're like, oh, yeah, gotta just get past it or gotta get those readers. You, know, you can or complain don't. about it. Just yeah. it's going to be frequent. Yeah, yeah. 
Anyway, she's here. She's having. She's feeling bad because uh, she doesn't want to fight all these people. Uh, Toshiro, the little boy captain, he's he told her to beware of Gein. He's like, I don't trust Gein. Gein looks creepy. He looks like a snake, dude. Just stay away from mm-hmm. him. So she comes to see Aizen, and she's like, uh, Can I like stay with you? Like I'm just like I'm, I'm feeling so burdened. And he's like, Yeah, go ahead and just like lay down and rest. And she's like, His words, everything about him soothes my fears. I'm glad I came here tonight. I'm happy I work for she's, you. She's like noticing me, senpai, and my kawaii. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Eisen steps out, and then you see someone's following him, and that cuts to the next day. And she's like, Cap- she fell asleep. Yeah. And Momo's like, Captain Eisen. And so she starts running to go look for him, and then she sees something and she screams. And all the other people like come and gather together, like all the other captains and stuff. They're like, What is it, Momo? And it's Captain Eisen. He's been impaled through the heart with a sword up at the top of a building. So there's just a giant trail of blood. It's pretty brutal. Yeah. It's brutal and it's like crazy too when they just they spend a lot of time showing you how strong captains are. You're like who could have done this besides another captain? Yeah, yeah right. Because you're like, he, so, like he's really strong. Yep, supposedly. I, 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 that was one thing I wasn't sure on if all the captains were strong because he looks like a nerdy dork. So I was like, is he, maybe- yeah, I, I wasn't sure either. I feel like the captain should have some sort of like uh, quantitative value for their power <laughs> level, so I could more easily a quantitative va- power level. I hate. <laughs> my, my, my my assumption was he's he might have gotten his position because he was smarter than everyone else. I, mean, I, yeah. was, I was I I wouldn't guess a, a captain must have done this. Yeah, uh, uh, every captain has to have a. They have to have a super sword. Move, right? <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Like, they all have zompak toes, so you're like, they all have at least some sword ability and stuff. But it yeah. is true. It's like, where are these people put in there because they're strong or like they're yeah. just that? That's a fair point. And like they don't and they don't explain scream- until like a lot later who why they become captains. And as she's screaming, no, Gene walks in <laughs> with a big smile on his face, yeah. and he's like just looking at her. And she immediately flips out yeah. and screams, like, you did this. She draws her sword and goes to try to fight him. And then Gein's assistant captain, the person that's under him, blocks the attack. And he's like, I can't let you fight my captain. He's my captain. Oh, captain, my captain. Yeah, and she's like, get out of the way. And he's like, I can't. And, and then she says, snap, Toby Ume. And she, like, she unleashes her sword, which is this big, like, explode. It shoots fireballs, basically. She can throw it, throw fireballs with it. And she's blowing him up, and he's like, how dare you draw your Zanpakuto against me? Because, like, that's illegal. You can't draw your weapons inside of a building and stuff. And then, uh... So he brings out his Wabasuke, but then Toshiro, the little boy captain, blocks them. And he's like, hey, stop it, both of you. And he has them both arrested. Yep, because they're fighting. And then he turns around to Gine, and he's like, you... You were ready to, like, kill Momo, weren't you? And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. What? That's crazy. And he tells him, if you make Momo bleed, I'll kill you. And he's like, ooh, you're scaring me. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it, yeah, he's like, uh, he's accusing him of doing the obvious, like, goading someone to fight yeah. you that's yeah, weaker yeah, yeah, than yeah. you so then you can kill them. Yeah, I I love Gein so much. He's just such a... Because the entire time you're, like, not sure what he's doing, but he's teasing everybody. He's just, like, being an asshole to everyone he meets, but he's, like, acting all this. He's like, that's crazy. I wouldn't do that. He's, he's the obvious villain of the story. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Ichigo's ready. He, he's fine now. It's been, like, a day later, of course. So then he starts... Well, well on the same note, like, he's training really fast through all to beat all his captains in the same time span, too. Like, that's, what, that's one thing that's funny about uh, anime, because it's boring to watch people just train and then fight and then train some more and then fight some more. Um, yeah. Ichigo basically goes, every single fight, he powers up in some way. Every is, fight is his training. Yes, basically. So yeah. he is getting stronger after every fight. So he's running through, and we get this cool shot of, like, the inner, uh, 
the soul society building where it's like because there's the outer walls that they had to get into and then there's like this inner walls there's like the holy sacred place and you see like these buildings leading up and then there's this really tall like washington monument type tower and that's where rookie is being held so you have like a very clear vertical progression where it's like we start outside then we go through these walls and then as we're going up like through these buildings we have to get to the washington monument to go save her when i was reading this i had just been playing a lot of super mario odyssey and there are some (laughs) levels in that game that are exactly like this <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I gotta climb up this like, you know, uh, Asian architecture style and get that's to this just, tower at the top. Asian like, architecture. <laughs> I know, but it's like it's just funny how explicitly that one samurai level of Super Mario Odyssey the city looks like to me. They've got obviously have to solve. That's a cool level. I like that level. Yeah, it is. No, I thought like both of them were cool. <laughs> uh, what's cool is as they're running, uh, like they feel this spiritual pressure, yeah. and they keep running, and it doesn't seem to be going away. And I just love this this drawing of. As Ichigo's running, there's all these like black skeleton silhouettes with their swords like at his throat, mm-hmm. and he's like he feels like impending doom, like chasing him no matter where he goes. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a, it's a cool way to try to visualize it, like just the feeling of like dread as like like it kind of reminds me again going back to One Punch Man, uh, what the the few people who are strong enough to feel Saitama's power when it when he almost punches them and they you see that like the death like <laughs> that they can feel it yeah. coming, yeah. I just I love that. Yep. And as they're running, like the healer guy that's with them, Hanatar, he just passes out because he is so <laughs> weak he cannot move on. And so Ganju, the guy that's with them, uh, he goes and picks him up and he's like, uh, "I'll take him and I'll I'll run with him because clearly this isn't good." And then Ichigo like hears a "Is it you?" and he sees him up there and it's Kenpachi, it's the guy with the metal hairstyle and the eye patch, and he's just he's grinning with a evil malevolous intent. And the sound effect, doom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so then Ichigo has, like, a moment where he feels him stab through his chest, but it's just, like, his he feels him wanting Murderous to kill him intent. so much. Yeah. And then he, he appears behind him, and he's like, you're the strongest one. And I have to bring up, like, uh, for the past 30 chapters, Kenpachi has been trying to find Ichigo, and because he keeps listening to the little girl on his shoulder, he keeps getting lost. <laughs> and so the whole time you're like, I'm, I'm waiting for him, because Kenpachi keeps saying, I have to find the strongest out of all these people, and they're going to be the one I want to fight, because that's all I want to do, is I just want to fight them. And then Ichigo fights like that Saitama-type dude who's uh, Kenpachi's assistant captain. And then he goes and meets him, and he's like, uh, Ichigo's really strong. And then there's, like, a big page of Kenpachi smiling. He's like, good, good, I need to find him. So it's like this arc from the first time Kenpachi's introduced has been building up to this fight. I love uh, – he's the – he's the so- I need to find someone strong enough to kill me type guy. He's <laughs> yeah. just like, I, I just need a good fight. Yeah. And so now we begin their fight, and he begins by basically being like, how about this? Uh, you strike me first. Because that way it's fair. Because I'm so powerful. Like, you get your first <laughs> hit in. Because I don't want to kill someone that's defenseless. And so Ichigo draws his sword. And he runs at him to strike him. And he just can't get... He can't cut through. Like Yeah, it shows... It's, it's great because it shows, a, like, a frame of, like, blood hitting the ground. But it's from Ichigo's hands. Because he hit with the so hard. He made his hands bleed. And there's not a single cut on Kenpachi. And Kenpachi looks so bored and upset. He's like... Uh, and he says, is that the best you can do? How disappointing. Now it's my turn. Yeah, and he's like, don't die too fast. Yeah. 
And then we skip some chapters because while this is happening, Chad meets another captain. This is the first time that we're having our characters meet captains and fight them. And we have a scene of Chad meeting his captain. And Chad's like, Chad's big fists can like punch giant holes in walls, but can only do it like four or five times a day. And he's basically at his limit. And this is where we get Chad's backstory of like how he doesn't like fighting people. And there's this very important thing of like, Ichigo, when Chad was being beat up, Ichigo saved him and he beat up the guys for him. And Ichigo's like, how about if you don't like fighting for yourself because you hurt people, how about you fight for me? And then that way you won't hurt people because you're just fighting to save me. So that, that's why like here, Chad's like, I, I got to fight because I can't lose. And then he goes to punch his captain. The captain literally just like one sword swing across his chest and he's, he's down. <sighs> so it sets up where you're like, wow, captains are really like really strong because so far chad had they more. even beat chad <laughs> yeah chad chad had more spiritual power than ichigo it had been like mm. established but now it's like it doesn't even matter so now you have ichigo getting his ass kicked yeah getting his ass kicked during this but he knowing that chad like he he feels chad's spiritual pressure drop to almost dead so he's like i gotta you know treat this seriously i gotta fight for everyone he cuts kenpachi finally but then kenpachi's like this is great like i'm so glad you're able to cut me because now we can actually fight each other yeah and and the, the longer the fight goes on he starts to basically say hey you're see you're starting to notice my movements you're hearing that i have bells on me yeah so that like, he puts them on there to nerf himself. <laughs> yeah. So that people can hear him coming. And he's like, oh, you're finally starting to notice. Yeah, we get a cool scene of, like, him grabbing Ichigo's sword after, like, they clash swords. And basically, like, turning him, his, like, turning the sword around with Ichigo on it to try and skewer him. It's just really, like, cool how he fights. He's like a monster. And then he says, uh, you know, the eye patch too. I put this on just to make it more interesting. Like, yeah. you have to exploit my weaknesses that I'm giving to you. Uh, and then Ichigo's like, well, you're going to use your special Zanpakuto move, right? And he's like, nope, uh, my sword, this is it. Yeah, he, <laughs> like, has, he has like a regular... So everyone has like special powers that when you unseal or you seal your blade, you release like what its power is. And he's like, I have no idea what it is. This is just my sword. Like, I'm so strong. I don't need any other powers. And he's like, check this out. He puts his sword up to Ichigo's sword and he just pierces through it and into Ichigo's chest. And he's like, see, look at that. If you don't keep your power sharp... Of course, this fight's going to end. And as he's leaving, he's like, that was pretty good. He, he managed to cut me. He heard the bells. Man, <laughs> uh, that's, pretty, that's a pretty good fight. And Ichigo's on the ground, like, screaming in his head, like, I don't want to die. Got to get up. So, and he's just bleeding so out. So Phil and me love this kind of fight. What do you guys think about, like, a, a Kampachi-type villain where it's just like they love fighting and they're just, like, so strong? Uh, Normally, I'm, like, not too – I liked this more than most of this trope. Hmm. To be honest, I thought I thought the like the dichotomy between uh, like Ichigo's like desperation and his calmness was like more interesting than usual. And the only thing that I have <laughs> is it's so ridiculous how quickly people get like what should be super fatally wounded. Oh like God, Ichigo yes. gets stabbed through the <laughs> chest so regularly, yes, and then doesn't die. So like when he gets these big dramatic cuts and he's on the ground like bleeding out, yeah. I, like, don't feel as much tension like he's gonna die. Right? Because, <laughs> yeah. like, he got stabbed through the chest so many times. Like, <laughs> I mean, like, the sword through his, from behind, through his whole body. Like, yeah. so when he gets cut across the chest, he's like, I don't want to die. I don't want to die. I'm like, you're not going to die. No one can die here. It's, <laughs> it's impossible to die. Well, the sword from behind through his body was just a, 
he felt he, he felt like that happened. Yeah. Didn't actually. Oh, that that oh, hasn't happened wow. to him at all. I, I didn't get. Yeah. That. I thought he got stabbed in the back. No, no, no. That's why he says it's the murderous intent. Because then he's fine. He just he no. I know, like but it. I mean, like in earlier fights. Yeah. He I mean, there's, there's like still that. a lot of fights, like, when Byakuya cuts him across the body, you're like, how deep is that cut? Who knows? Yeah. 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 I, I lost any sense of that. I assumed they could just survive anything until the plot. It's really <laughs> yeah, until the plot yeah. decides. And even then, I think uh, based on what, I think some characters look like they're dead here. And based mm-hmm. on what Daryl's saying, they seem like they, co- they come back later. Uh, so I really like mm-hmm. whatever the plot decides. I'll, I will let you know, almost no one dies in this entire Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. It doesn't surprise me at all. Um. Yeah. I, uh, so I felt I didn't feel any tension. It, it was still entertaining because um, uh, we, were, we we said all the pacing just there was great editing. But I do think the fights are well paced. The back mm-hmm. and forth is well, well enough. So like it's entertaining enough that you you want to keep reading and see how it goes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, this this can't be done poorly. But I, some for a reason it it does work here. Maybe it's because I care enough that uh, to, to see Rukia saved. Maybe I I I think this guy's entertaining enough to uh, metalhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I I think it goes. Uh, I know you don't like him, but I do think he's better than Naruto and Goku. I do want to see him win, so that I do. Uh... I'm shaking my head right now. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it'll change, but I, I do care enough to see Ichigo win. And this guy's entertaining enough as a villain that I do want yeah. to see the fight play out more. One of the things I liked about this, which is why, like gathering this together, there's one more big fight that I had to keep in here because I'm like, this is like the culmination of the arc. But it, it was tough deciding which of the Ichigo fights to do because it's like it, you first meet the giant and Ichigo just like shits on him. He's like, whatever, you're nothing. Then I skipped the fight where it was like Ichigo and this guy were like a good one on one. This guy has like a cool like ability and stuff. But Ichigo still like beats him. He's still really strong. And then you have Renji where it's like finally they're even and that like Ichigo barely wins. And then you have this fight with Kimpachi and Ichigo's like no chance. He cannot beat this guy. And I love that escalation as he gets closer you start seeing the captains come out and like it becomes harder and harder for them to get to Rukia where you're like you're really invested because it looks impossible well, that, you know that's, that's Ch- Chad just died like three chapters before this now Ichigo's dead you're like wow what is gonna happen well that's what I meant by, by every fight basically him leveling up like he, he basically yep. dings every fucking fight and now he's <laughs> yeah. on level 14 now he's level 15 so like he, yeah. I also think what works about this guy in and that works in some of these fights but not others mm-hmm. is like when you've set up the established rules of this universe where everyone has a sword uh, second form, like, stuff like that. It, it's like in Dragon Ball Z when you sit, come up with someone and if they're like, I can't shoot energy. You're like, what the fuck? How could you be strong? Yeah. But then they're like, my fists are just so strong that I can beat you anyway. And I like that every time we see a guy, I want to see what their sword's true form is. And this guy's like, he breaks that rule where he's like, I'm just too good. I don't need yeah. this. That's, that's the reason why. I, I, that's wait, that's I should also, just yeah. a minor thing. I should also note that Kenpachi, like, he's the captain of the company that's for fighting. He is the best fighter of the best, the fighting company, which was another, like, cool thing to see. Oh, and and that's, another, that's another reason why uh, this manga works uh, for me is um, when you said, oh, everyone has the same, what is it called? The fucking sword. Zanpakuto's um, Zanpakuto and I wasn't that excited because I'm like well, how much can you do with that like because uh, you see the the brother he has exactly what I imagined Zanpakuto's being like a million blades just coming at you basically yeah. I'm, like, I'm like oh it's just gonna be some shit like that eventually and then, then it's gonna be a fucking blade the size of the earth and it's gonna slap <laughs> like it's, just, it's gonna be that kind of stuff but I, I, I think this guy's cool because like uh, they, they do mix it up well enough like this guy he's like I, I don't even use it I'm like it's just a fucking short to me I think that's cool like they find clever ways to mix it up with mm. what Zanpakuto yeah. can do yeah there is actually someone that, that uses the guy with the basket on his head. He's actually like a wolf man. And his uh, special ability is he uses like a giant that fights with him, like an ethereal giant with a giant sword that like swings when he swings. Mm-hmm. 
That's cool. cool. Uh, he fights Kimpachi later. Spoilers. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Don't spoil. Anyway, uh, as, as Ichigo's laying there and dying, he sees this guy walking forward to him, which Ichigo's seen before. This is the manifestation, like the human manifestation of his Zanpakuto. This is Zangetsu. That's what his sword's name is. And this guy, Sly, is what the author, like, this is his self-insert. Oh, okay. Okay. I definitely, I definitely <laughs> can see that. I definitely can fucking see that. Yeah. <laughs> so this guy appears and he's like, if you want to win, like, do you want to win? And Ichigo's like, yeah, I want to win. And he's like, then I'll take you, like, inside of, it's like this weird, like, upside down world. And he's like, hey, you have to fight your hollow form. Like, it's Ichigo, but with, like, black sclera and white irises. And he's like, you have to fight him, and if you beat him, then like I'll share my power with you and stuff. This reminds me of uh, that scene in Final Fantasy Tactics, <laughs> I'm sure you all know, where Wygraf's laying on the ground dying, uh-huh. and the Zodiac Stone asks him, do you want to live? And he's like, I'll sell my soul. <laughs> this is actually, yeah. uh, to go back to our nerdy shit comics, American comics, in uh, the first Thanos story arc, Captain Marvel is getting his ass kicked by Thanos, he gets taken by Eon, who makes him the guardian of the universe, and then he comes back superpowered, basically. I, I love how many instances this appears where it's yeah. like, do you want power? Well, it's like it, it's like you go to, you go to someone that they're most desperate, yeah. and like when you're dying is like. But the it, most it's a desperate. lot less sinister because it's basically a sword being like, we need to fight one as one. Like you can't use me as a weapon. We have to work together to win this. This is why I say I, I yeah. can, when you say this is officer officer. Uh, I felt like it because this just felt like such a. Let's plot a way to make Ichigo stronger, because like <laughs> yeah. there's nothing really about, about about like no real reason why. It's just it's fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. I have the heart of cards. My I fight yeah. my friends. Like that's exactly why he wins. Ichigo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Kubo, <laughs> Kubo, Zengetsu <laughs> appears. Uh, he talks to the Hall of Form, and the the Hall of Form of Ichigo after they fight and Ichigo wins. He mentions this thing where it's like we need him to win because uh, the plot demands his it. power will eventually be mine. And so there's more yeah. teasing of like, oh, that's interesting that his hollow is Which is why I thought this was still sinister, because I'm like, something is trying to make him strong to use him. Yep. Wasn't the hollow saying that? Yes. Yeah, so I thought, I thought it was just the hollow being a dick. Um, I'm going to try to take him over because I'm a hollow. We, we cut over the hollow fight, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I, thought, I thought the hollow was just a plot device. Maybe he does come back later. Oh, he'll come back in right. this arc. <laughs> uh, anyway... Uh, Ichigo beats his hollow self and then you get some expositing by Zengetsu that I love where it's like in this world like this in your world it always rains and I hate when it rains because it means that you're sad so if you place your trust in me I won't let any rain fall on this world <laughs> yeah he's like heart of the cards like Sly said yeah yeah Heart, heart of the sword. Yeah. So then Ichigo starts standing up, and Zengetsu's like, "What spiritual pressure?" And Ichigo's <laughs> his wounds closing up, and then he dashes at him and he cuts through Kenpachi's like shoulder, and suddenly he's fighting. Kenpachi's like, "Wow, this is like you're you're so strong. This is getting good." The twist is like he he's getting ass kicked, and he's getting more excited uh, as he's yeah getting he's yeah. he's getting cut all over, yeah. and he's like, uh, "What?" He's and Ichigo says, "Do you like fighting that much? Aren't you afraid of being killed?" And he's like, what's wrong with me? Something wrong with you <laughs> to be so strong and not to love fighting. Yeah. Like, you have I to love that line this. a lot. Yeah, I do yeah. too. I was like, this guy is the best. <laughs> yeah, and then what he ends up doing is he he's like, now that I can finally fight, he takes off the eye patch. And, and he- I love that too. It's not just a vision thing. There's yeah. like little bugs that eat spirit energy that he yeah. kept in his eye patch to like nerve him. They're like, they're like tiny mouths and eyes. It's yep. creepy. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they consume it. So then he's like, all right, so now we can actually fully fight. He, like, uh, swings his sword. It cuts down a whole building. And this is where I'm like, man, you can't, like, what is wrong with the Soul Society laying guys like this in here? Think how much, like, money that's going to cost. 
Well, yeah. I imagine I don't fight this, this, this. He says himself, "I don't fight to this level." Like I can't think of myself. He's like per- never done it, really. Yeah. He, yeah, he said he did it once before. Like he's he's like he's like the nuke. Like he, when finally everything yeah. else is lost, he sends this guy yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You have Zengat- then, Zengatsu's yeah. Ichigo's sword. He's like, "Do you hear the sound of Kenpachi's sword screaming?" He can't hear it. He's like, "Those who don't trust each other don't fight together, and their strength is diminished." So it's like we can do this together. We can outmatch just him. Yeah, it's it, like when you beat Pokemon Red or Blue, and they're like the you beat your rival blue because you have a bond with your Pokemon Wait, and uses yeah. them as tools. This makes no sense though because he says like I'm not losing somebody like you who fights so long. Like, this fucking guy has a girl on his back like every fight. Like She she watches the fight. I She's, know but like, like he seems like the most like I have a friend character out of all no, society. No no she, she never joins in. Her thing is that she just wants to watch him fight. I know, but it seems like I fight for my friends kind of character. Like he seems, but he's yeah, like he, his he fighting style. I, like... I know, but I mean, like if you're going to do this theme, this should be a more selfish character. He doesn't seem that selfish to me. Like alone? Yeah, he's he's not completely selfish. He just likes fighting. I know but that's why. That's why. So seems... if people want to watch him fight, that's okay. I, I mean, it just seems really weird that he's the plot device that led Ichigo to be like. See, I think that's more interesting because like he yeah. has like friends that are people, but he doesn't have a bond with his weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a fair point. Because he's he, like fighting, because like, he fights so, in combat like, with his weapon, and he doesn't like relying on another person in combat. He only likes relying yeah. on himself. This guy's cool. And so they have one final showdown. He's really cool. They have a final showdown, basically, where they both stand, and he's like, they're yelling at each other, like, "You're unworthy," and he's, and then the Zangetsu, the sword, is like, "I can't. This is you. This is your last strike. I can't stop your bleeding, really, because yeah. I'm, I'm basically holding you up here." So you got to kill him in the strike, and they have one of those epic, like, smashed together buildings coming down. Yep, everything uh, dropping down. Then there's, like, it shows them both together. It's Kenpachi stabbing through him. Ichigo stabbing into Kenpachi. Then Ichigo goes, sorry, guys, and he collapses. And you're like, <gasps> and then blood's just spraying out of him. And then blood sprays out of Kenpachi and goes, what do you have to be sorry for? You won, fool. And then he collapses, and he's defeated. And you're like, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sick. Yeah. And since this is already running long, we're going to be splitting this up. You're going to have to hear part two of this a week later. Not two weeks, Part two of part two. No, let's just do part three. Let's just keep it simple. Yeah. 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 Yeah, So. so Sure. We're, we're, even though we vowed to never do this again, I guess every once in a while while we get through Bleach, it'll be weekly again. You fuckers, you better appreciate it. (laughs) So, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll wrap up here and then we'll pick up from chapter 120 Mm -hmm. next time. In the meantime, I already mentioned the Patreon, so you should go to patreon.com slash flying machine and hear our Bleach live action movie and talk about. You know, we talk about how, why, it's not just about the movie, it's also about why manga and anime doesn't always translate to live action super well. Yep. We talk a lot about Spider-Man in yeah. there, too, if you have any interest. <laughs> well, that's just, that's because that's it's me and Ryan on it, so. <laughs> uh, I, I did cut some of the Spider-Man talk. No! <laughs> There's still some in there, don't worry. But we don't talk about Amazing Spider-Man 2 for six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a fun section. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, go to patreon.com slash flying machine and also listen to the other shows. I want to mention Potstir Podcast this time because Jay just started a series on the war on drugs and how, uh, like most things in American history, it's tied into racism. So you should check that out. And it's really interesting, especially now with all the, at least us in New York, are in the middle of like a should we ban vaping kind of conversation. So you should listen to that at, uh, at all the shows are at flyingmachine.network. So thank you for listening to part two of Divisive Issues Bleach coverage. I've been... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I was about to say, just say, I don't know who I am. 
<laughs> yeah, I can't tell the difference between me and any of the other characters on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I've been hanging on Daryl's back watching him fight. <laughs> I've been waiting for someone this strong to fight me. <laughs> and I've been a wolf guy and with a basket over his head. Stay in continuity. I give you the incredible 